Good morning, everybody. This is a 4 a.m. get-ups. It's your host, Ben. It is Wednesday, August 11th at set now 7.56 a.m. And I am coming to you live from Zion National Park. Right here in the middle at uh, South Campground. And I'll tell you, it is gorgeous here. The sun is just now hitting the canyon walls and starting to light them up and I can see the shade on the top of the canyon wall just starting to diminish into sunlight. So I won't have too much longer until it starts getting really hot at this campsite. It's pulled in yesterday is about 102-105 degrees and then of course slowly went down and down but it got cool enough. We can't we tent camped of course but it got cool enough towards the early morning. Thankfully, I had my uh, Jackery power source, so my fan ran almost all night. I think it went off about 5 a.m., so it ran about seven hours, which is pretty decent. Uh, and then, of course, it was down into the, you know, I think mid-high 60s by early morning. Did a nice little run on the Parus Trail, which is about a three, three-and-a-half-mile paved trail, so kind of like a greenway along the Zion River, crosses it a few times, and it's just like in the middle of the park, in the middle of all the canyon walls. So I had a headwind going one way, and then turn around for the out and back, and had the other view. So one way you're looking, and it's just these huge canyon walls. So beautiful. You turn around and come back, same canyon walls, but then you see the mountains in the background from where you came and entered the park, and it just opens up into those mountains absolutely gorgeous um this bucket list trip has lived up to everything i could imagine it to be and i am not just being nice there it, it's true um the grand canyon run unbelievable uh, i'll get into that in a minute i did do the half marathon there Barely, barely, barely got my goal, but I got it with some interesting uh, obstacles in the way, too. Um, did a desert mile. Didn't get a chance to do Death Valley. It was a little bit too far out of the way for this trip and the route we were going. But I was able to stop at Mojave National Preserve. So I got to run a mile in the Mojave Desert. Chose my old shoes because I heard that running on the road... Uh, your shoes will melt if you're not running on the, the white strip on the road. So I chose my old shoes, ran on the white strip, and I look back, I think it did uh, eat at them. The road did eat at them a little bit, too. So thankfully I didn't bring my good shoes. Anyways, there's 112 degrees at about, what was that, 3, 4 p.m., I think, in the Mojave Desert. Uh, my wife tailed me. Took some pictures. That was fun. Did a 738 mile and 112 degrees. So I wasn't going for no PR, but I wanted to do kind of a fast mile for myself. Just to, you know, it's desert. Gotta go fast, right? So 738, kind of fast for me, but not breaking seven like PR time for me. Um, but 112 degrees. It was like breathing a, in, a, in a dryer. I tell you, it was crazy. I had cotton mouth afterwards. If I had done like a 5K or 10K or more there, Oh, that would have been really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I got to do a really hot, dry mile. The desert 
the road just goes on forever and the mountains in the background and it's so desolate out there. It's its own kind of beauty. And my wife noticed that too. I'm glad that she got to appreciate during this trip how pretty and beautiful desert can be. You know, not many people like it very much because there's not green trees or rivers or lakes or oceans, but it has its own desolate beauty. Um, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, so yeah, into the Grand Canyon run. So as you know, I was training and I did the South Rim Trail. So again, it was all kind of like a greenway too. Part of it breaks off into trail, but I uh, hopped onto the road there when it broke off to trail. And that, that, that section of the road is closed to private traffic during the, the summer season, spring, summer, and fall season. It's only open in the winter. So all it is is shuttle bus. And since I was there starting at about 5.46 in the morning, I think, something like that, there was like no traffic. I think I got passed by one bus. So I didn't have to worry about any traffic at all of people or anything. What I did have to worry about was elk. And I know that there was elk there and we saw them the night before. But here again, I'm coming around a couple of bends in my first five miles and there'll just be an elk standing in the middle of the greenway. It was funny. And there was one, it was like a little family. So a female and the, I don't know what you call it, baby elk. But the baby elk, um, they ran across as I was maybe 50, 30, 50 yards away. And I was like, okay, I'll just keep going gentle pace and, and I'll be able to pass. No, then the male comes and just stands in the middle and looks at me like, what? And so I slowed down. I tried to walk up a little bit. Then he took a little step and snorted. And I'm like, okay, fine. Stop the watch. And I just waited, took some pictures of him, took some video. He finally went off and ate. And I just walked past slowly, videotaped him. It's amazing. They don't, because it's Grand Canyon, and I guess, you know, they're probably protected and not hunted or anything. So he practically didn't care how close I got. I didn't try to get closer to pet him or anything, but I was within five feet. It's unbelievable. Passed through, put the phone up, hit the watch, go again. <clears throat> get maybe another mile, mile and a half, and another elk. Got to stop again. <laughs> so... Even though it's a PR, I call it unofficial PR for myself. One, it's not a sanctioned race. Two, I had to get stopped by elk multiple times. Uh, so that, that that was a lot of fun. And I took it as drive, took it as a laugh. Because, I mean, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm running along the rim of the Grand Canyon in at sunrise. It, it, it can't get much better than that. So if I have to stop a few times for nature, so be it. That's fine. Uh, but... I tell you, the elevation changes did get me too. Again, I wasn't going down into the canyon or back up or anything. I was just along the rim. And the the trail map that I studied and trained for, trained along with, was said it's 13 miles. So I knew I was going to have to backtrack a tiny bit just to make the full half marathon. But it said the elevation gain was 200 feet in the whole 13 miles. Which is, like I said before, is really, really flat. Well... They either were wrong or lied because, or they just gained it as what's the lowest elevation of the trail, what's the highest elevation of the trail, and that's 200 feet. So that's your gain. Not counting in all the ups and downs along the way. Because after the fifth mile, I gained 200 feet in one mile. Seriously, after the fifth mile, even though it's Greenway Trail, it like went straight up. It was like I was trail hiking again and uh, had to like 
hands on quads pushing just to get up. So the, the sixth mile absolutely killed me. Did the sixth mile in 1143. Uh, that, that, that killed my time. It was hard to, it was, it was definitely a race to try and reach the goal and make up that time afterwards, especially on kind of blasted legs. I knew if I had tried to run that whole incline, my legs would have been gone and I would have had no chance. So I said, well, let me power hike this really steep section and then just hope I can make it up. Cause I knew again, the last 10 K was mostly downhill. So I said, I can, I can burn that. And sure enough, I was able to run the last mile in 738, I think right around there, 738, 736 and make up some time <clears throat> and hit my goal. My goal was sub two hour half marathon. And I ran out again, again, I ran out of uh, space at the end instead of just backtracking and going back up. Uh, I went around the parking lot a few times and then I saw this big wide trail. So I just went down that hit 13 miles and I'm trying to find open space to finish the last point one. Then the trail ended at this parking lot and I go off to the side and I, and I'm in road shoes, mind you. So I go off onto this trail and I'm like hop skipping rocks and everything, trying to go as fast as I can to hit that last point one before I can stop my watch. Finally, it does it slap the watch and look in disbelief. Sure enough, when I've loaded it to the phone, it still held true. Uh, 159.59. I kid you not. 159.59. So goal achieved by one second. Um, and we'll officially break that goal this year in my hometown half marathon, which also has elevation. But I mean, I did 206 last year and I kind of bonked after 10 miles. So I should be able to make up six, seven minutes, 10 minutes uh, easy this year, barring you know, conditions. It was good conditions last year. Anyways, off topic, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was, that, that was a lot of fun. Get stopped by elk, have a crazy steep 570 feet of elevation gain instead of 200, uh, and still unofficially break my time. And again, it's more about being out there and running in the Grand Canyon than it is getting a half marathon PR. Cause I got, I know I'll get that in a, in a race. Um, hopefully, this year in December, Lord willing. Um, yes. But so I've done Grand Canyon, Mojave Desert, Zion. We're driving up to Bryce today. Do a family walk on uh, the Navajo Loop. And then tomorrow morning, the Fairyland Loop with the Rim Trail to get there. I cannot wait for that. That looks like a runner's playground. If y'all ain't seen that before, look that up on YouTube. The Fairyland Loop. Bryce Canyon. Ah, looks so cool and so fun to run. Just there's trails where it looks like you're literally on just top of a peak and it's like three feet wide and just goes down on either side. But so cool, so cool. Um <clears throat> so beautiful. I hope to share more. I did I did some runs along the way on across the country. Uh, a campground in Tennessee, and of course it was still hot and ridiculously humid there. Uh, the cabin didn't have power when we got there, so it was like 1.30 and humid inside, but thankfully by 9, 10 o'clock at night, that thing cooled down to 72. I knew I had to get a cabin with AC the first night, still staying in the hot, humid air. Ugh. Oklahoma, we did hotel, because Oklahoma's still hot. A beautiful greenway there in Oklahoma City along a river. That was really pretty. And then finally we started getting out west, camped in New Mexico, uh, higher elevation. That was real nice. It got down into the 50s overnight. Beautiful. 
camped at Grand Canyon. That cooled that cooled down enough overnight as well. Great facilities at the Grand Canyon. Beautiful place. We were only at the South Rim. But if any of you like to travel, I highly recommend a cross-country road trip if you're ever able to pull it off because this has been amazing. The landscape changes too. I mean, the first half from the eastern side to the middle, it doesn't change too much, right? But once you start getting more west, it changes drastically. It's really, really amazing. I mean, ju just the drive from Flagstaff, Arizona, down to Phoenix, two, roughly two-hour drive, and you lose about, what's it, five, 6,000 feet of elevation? Beautiful. So you're going from pine trees down to desert and cactus. Cacti. So... And it just drops and drops and drops. Oh. Sedona, Arizona. Beautiful little hidden gem town. Wish I had time to spend a night or two there. We essentially did the old drive through and have coffee and walk around a bit. But, I mean, sometimes those are the memories you have, right? Being with your family or friends and just enjoying the little moments. <laughs> kind of like in the, the, the movie Vanilla Sky. It's the little things. There's nothing bigger, is there? Yeah. Alright, well, signing off from Zion National Park. 4 a.m. get-ups. Till the next update, y'all. Stay hard. Hey, this is Ben again. Wanted to do a last uh, little segment here kind of a theme of this whole trip as well um especially with how amazingly awestruck and beautiful everything is in this country this earth um i don't want to lose sight of the things that really matter and don't want to get um seduced by the beauty of the world because um, it is nature and nature is amazing but nature was made too right and so kind of a scripture here for the theme of this whole trip for me so that I don't lose sight of what is really first and really always there for me uh, for myself in my opinion um, is is the Lord right so the scripture here from King James Version, of course, 1 John 2, 15-17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So I just wanted to keep that as kind of my, my reigning theme. 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17. So I'll repeat it again in these other episodes. So something to think about as well when you're seeing the beauty of life, the beauty of the world, beauty of people, the beauty of things that people do. Let's not lose sight. Um, let's not put ourselves or things above the world. Well, above the Lord.
Thank you.